0: What's up everybody? And welcome back to another episode of the Professional Athlete Podcast. We are joined this week by Dr. Jonathan Shyman. So, Dr. Jonathan is an incredibly interesting individual. So, he's a former college basketball player. He played at uh, St. John's won a Big East championship back when they were absolutely nasty. And once he hung up his sneakers, he decided, "You know what?" I'm going to go on and be a biological engineer. And uh, not only did he do that, he went on to graduate from the prestigious Weiss Institute at Harvard, working underneath the legendary George Church. And that's actually how I was first introduced to him. I reached out to George Church because he, again, fascinating what he does in his own right. And he very politely declined, but he said, look, I have someone that you absolutely need to have on this show. And I couldn't agree more. We had an excellent conversation today. And the work that he and his team at Fit Biomics are doing, I mean, truly remarkable. It really is the stuff of science fiction. And it's amazing to live at a time where this stuff is becoming a reality. So we talk a lot today about how his team is using the microbiome of elite world-class athletes and translating that into probiotics that both athletes and the general public can use to improve human performance. I really don't want to say any more than that because, (laughs) you know, I I don't know. I've had some wonderful conversations, but this one is so spot on to the mission of this show. I can't wait for you to listen to it. So with that said, if you're listening, you enjoy the show you'd like to help out, please do leave us a rating and review. Follow wherever you're listening. It helps. It helps others find the show. And again, I'm having so much fun doing this. I hope you're enjoying it as well. All right, folks, without further ado, please welcome Dr. Jonathan Scheiman to the show. Here we go.
1: Where are we going?
0: Jonathan, welcome to the show. We're excited to talk to you today.
2: Yeah, great to be here. Thanks for having me.
0: Yeah, so um, we we were just talking about this a little bit. Um, we were put in touch by George Church, which I'm honored that he even took the time to respond and 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 think about what I was asking and put me in contact with someone who's doing something so cool as uh, Fit Biomics. Biomics, am I saying it right? Biomics. Yeah, yeah. Biomics. Yeah. Um, I was so intrigued. When I learned about what you were doing, um, that I immediately jumped at the opportunity to talk to you about it. I, I think, like I said earlier, such a cool confluence between, um, you know, a biological process that I think we're we're learning more about culturally, at least those who are interested in, in health and wellness, and then an application of such an interesting technology to enhance your own performance. Um, by something that I think a lot of people didn't even realize they could necessarily impact. Um, But before we get into that, I think what's also really interesting is uh, you yourself were a high-level athlete.
2: Yeah, that's true. That's true. I mean, I don't know. That's. I guess it's debatable how high level. I mean, you know, obviously I, you know, became a scientist and that was probably a, a function of me not being good enough to play professionally. So, I mean, but everything is relative. Right. And I think, uh, you know, but but you're right. I think a lot of what we're doing with Biomics is a function of both my background and passion for athletics, but also sort of biotechnology and, and bridging these communities together.
0: Yeah. Well, and, and so you played basketball at St. John's, um, and not only, not only just played, but you played during a time period when St. John's, I mean, was really good.
2: (laughs) Yeah. You know, yeah. I mean, so, you know, I'm a New Yorker and I'm a, I'm a big East kid. And, uh, you know, I grew up in New York. I went to school here and I went to St. John's university 99 to 03. And, uh, as you said, like we, the big East was tough back then. The big East is always tough, but, uh, our St. John's team, we won the Big East Championship my freshman year. Um, and then we won the, the NIT my senior year. We had a lot of really good players. Yep. And uh, I think New York traditionally is known for guard play. So we had a lot of really good guards. And, uh, you know, as I always say, I wasn't good enough to make the league. So my backup was getting a Ph.D. in biomedicine. And I got that at NYU. <laughs> so, again, continuing the New York roots. And then that only changed when I went to Boston and George's lab at Harvard to do my postdocs. So uh, that was tough as a New Yorker going to Boston.
0: Oh, yeah. Well, and, and and how how was that experience going up to Boston and getting to work at the, is it the Weiss lab, am I saying that, or the Weiss Institute?
2: Yeah, the Weiss Institute for Biologically Wies Inspired institute. Engineering. And it's just, it's a, a special institute associated with Harvard and MIT that's really focused on translation, sort of, you know, biologically inspired engineering, the notion of learning what, works in nature and what has been selected from sort of a biological standpoint over, you know, billions of years and then learning from those principles, decoding them and then applying that to now create solutions that are beneficial for society in many regards, human health, environmental Mm. health, um, but really focused on taking research out of the lab and having real world impacts. And I think just telling this, you could probably get a sense of how that's influenced me uh, and sort of the journey of Fit Biomics and how we're applying biotechnology and, and athletes and phenotypes to create next gen nutrition and health modalities.
0: Yeah, and, and so what? What kind of um, you know led you down this path? So obviously, as you said, you're at the Vees Institute. Um, it's all about application, and you have the strong bath, background in athletics. But I mean, you know, what about the microbiome? Microbiome um, was interesting enough to you that you said, Hey, this is a problem worth solving.
2: I I just think we're in a really fascinating and interesting time and an inflection point for this field as a whole. So first and foremost, just like the genomics revolution, if you will, in synthetic biology, and you go back 2003, the first human genome sequence was published. Uh, that was an endeavor that took 15 years and $3 billion dollars. We now have hmm. technology where we could sequence a human genome in like two days for a thousand dollars, and that rapid acceleration and basically decoding and discovery our entire environment around us. And uh, for me, growing up, I was always into like genotypes to phenotypes and understanding hmm. sort of like the molecular codes that sort of determine every you know organism and their functionality. And um, I was never into sort of you know, personal genomics per se, because I felt that was more limiting and deterministic. But if you think about the microbiome and how dynamic it is and how we can change it, how we can extract it, how we can optimize it and sort of turn those discoveries into actual nutrition and probiotics, to me, that was like the perfect intersection of decoding health but then turning it into something that has a practical application so that was a little bit hmm. long-winded but i think no it's yeah that's perfect
0: yeah and and well and i guess maybe could we start too and as i said like if, if people listening to this one are like oh ken's ken stumbling a little bit it's because truly like you know if if i'm out of my depth it's because i am so could we even start just talking about
2: you know what what is the microbiome yeah so the microbiome is essentially uh, uh, an ecosystem of trillions of microorganisms that live in and on our body, um, mm. predominantly in our gut. I think their microbiome has become popular and in vogue these days. Um, it wasn't necessarily that way 10 years ago or even five years ago, but I think people are familiar with the term that we are as much bacteria as we are human. And mm. that's actually true. We have trillions of microbial cells in our body um, and an equal amount of microbial cells as human cells. So think about that for a second. I, like, that i that I did not know actually yeah. <laughs> yeah. so and and these microorganisms, they pretty much influence everything we do in daily lives. So obviously, if they're in our gut, they interface with our diet and what we eat, they break down foods. Um, into nutrients, better absorption, but they also interact with our immune system. Like 70% of our immune system is in our gut. They also produce Hmm. metabolites, neurotransmitters. So anything you could think of from, you know, health, energy metabolism, protein metabolism, neurology, immunology, our gut microbes are greatly influencing that.
0: Wow. Well, and, and so from there, you know, like what are the sort of factors that contribute to the makeup Of your microbiome like is this something that your environment can impact is a lot of this determined by just like your own genetic profile
2: so it's interesting the your personal genetic profile probably least determines your microbiome composition which is kind of Ah. it's kind of interesting a majority of it actually is determined by diet um and what you eat Uh, also environment geography um, physical activity um, you know, in terms of diet, also like smoking, drinking, antibiotic mm. usage. So there's so many things that impact your microbiome. Um, and I'll just say, and this is maybe a transition to fit work, predominantly yeah. in a biomedical background, a lot of times we look at diseased physiology and like what doesn't work in them and how can we correct that to promote health. But what fit biomics is doing is looking at Super healthy individuals and phenotypes, and what's uniquely enriched and selected for to support their physiology, learning from that and then translating that to help everyone.
0: Yeah. So, could maybe, maybe we do kind of uh, spin off into that conversation. So, Okay. So trillions, trillions of bacteria make up the human body. Uh the microbiome, it sounds like heavily influenced by, if I'm, you know, stop me when I start getting any of this wrong, environmental <laughs> yeah. factors, right? Which I think, yeah. you know, to me, like that's always interesting because then what I hear is like, oh, I can impact this. Um, you know, like I'm loving a lot of these longevity conversations that are happening right now. And something that is motivating is to hear that again, like your actual genetic makeup actually is responsible for like a small percentage of how you age. A lot of the yeah. other things that, you know, um, impact that are environmental in nature and things that you can, you know, quote, unquote, control. Um, so when, when you kind of went down this path of trying to understand, hey, elite high performers, right, professional athletes, um, what were you looking for? And, and what were you trying to isolate um, in determining like what in their microbiome might be supporting their, you know, maybe like su- superior level of performance?
2: Yeah, so I think a lot of this was influenced by some of the foundational studies in the field. Like I think everyone is not everyone, but a lot of people are familiar with the concept of, you know, fecal transplants and how if you took, uh, you know, the gut composition of like an obese organism and you transplant that into an animal that mouse or animal would become obese and vice versa if you took that from like a lean individual and transplanted that that animal or mouse would become lean so the notion is that, of that
0: uh, is that true like is that yeah, I that's, mean, been
2: varif- yeah that's been a verified yeah there's been wow yeah i mean a lot of those have been done preclinically, so like in animal models as proof of principle okay. concepts and now they're trying to translate them into human clinical studies But there are also other concepts, too, like the notion of C. difficile, which is a pathogenic organism that affects around 500,000 individuals a year. It happens when you take antibiotics, it wipes out your gut, and this is an opportunistic organism that creates all sorts of issues with inflammation and colitis. You Mm -hmm. can cure that by 95% with transplanting a new microbiome into that patient, and it outcompetes this organism. So There was a lot of stuff in the field emerging um, and then applies to diabetes and even sort of like neurological issues. But I think for me, you know, we spoke about energy, metabolism, protein metabolism, neurology, immunology. If you look at athletes, that turns into endurance, strength, Mm. mental toughness, recovery. So if you look at these super athletes that the 0.0001% of the population The thought was, well, let's see what bugs are driving their elite performance, and Mm. then can we identify them, decode them, purify them, and now you have probiotics that can benefit everyone in terms of daily lifestyles and health.
0: Wow. And then could we, uh, and maybe we kind of talked about this a little bit, but could we talk about the ways that your microbiome influences some of those other, I guess I'm going to say like bodily functions? Um, but you know, like, can you talk about the systems that your microbiome has a direct impact on?
2: Yeah. So first and foremost, I think what, what are the bugs in our gut doing and stuff like that? Um, you know, these are all live organisms and they also act in different communities synergistically and stuff. So. First and foremost, you know, they have metabolic pathways and enzymes that could help us break down foods, carbohydrates, fibers, proteins, and actually a lot of what we eat, we don't necessarily break down. These bugs break them down. So that's the mm. energy and protein metabolism component. They also have like molecular patterns on their surface that sort of cue our immune system that can help suppress inflammation. In some ways, if you have an overgrowth of bad bacteria, they could actually... Activate your immune system that could lead to like IBD or Crohn's or even like rheumatoid arthritis. Um, oh wow! And then the other aspect too is you know in terms of what you eat and production that could also influence obesity, it can influence diabetes, you know glucose levels. Uh, but then they also produce these interesting things like ninety-five percent of serotonin, a neurotransmitter, is produced in our gut. So a lot really? of metabolite, yeah, like so a lot of the metabolites these bugs produce. Uh, act holistically in our body and even our brain. so this is this is like over the past couple of decades, science that is coming out and now is just starting to become mainstream and also translatable into practical applications.
0: yeah, okay. so so moving forward, you determine or you decide, rather, there's these super athletes, right? That, that 0.01% of the population. Let's see if we can determine, you know, what is happening in their gut that's enabling them to perform, uh, you know, at a, you know, I I keep saying superior level. That's not necessarily what I mean, but um, you know, so what, what does that process look like to start to run that analysis? Um, Did you actually go out and partner with like top high tier athletes Um, and were they collaborating uh, along the way to like help inform this research?
2: Yeah. So I I think you probably know this uh, as well as most. I think athletes or high performance athletes are very, well, at least you hope, um, attuned to their body. And they're always Mm. looking for ways to optimize their biology to maintain performance or recovery or training. So I think when you talk to athletes about the notion of their gut and how it impacts their health, first and foremost, it's surprising how many athletes say, yeah, you know what? I kind of noticed my gut impacts my performance on a daily basis and I'd like to learn more. Um, but yeah, when we were at Harvard, we did over four years of research. We recruited marathon runners, ultramarathon runners, rowers, those communities are enriched in Boston. Um, mm. And then we sequenced their microbiomes, you know, pre and post exercise. And we looked for things that changed in their gut uh, and how also that compared to non athletes. And we made a bunch of really exciting discoveries.
0: Oh, wow. Okay. Well, and, and so then like, what is, what is that next step? So when we talk about taking a probiotic, right, we've talked about this living bacteria that's in your gut. There's trillions of them. When someone takes a probiotic, um, and, and you know, we can, we can start to talk about what you guys are doing at Fitbiomics. Um, you know, is, is that supplement that they're taking also? I and mean, quite literally, like, is that living bacteria that you are then like inserting yeah. into
2: your own microbiome? Yeah. I mean, the other thing you have to also consider is, again, we're as much bacteria as we are human. And a lot of what we consume, a lot of the foods we consume, contain living microorganisms in them. Like you think about sort of diets that are beneficial, like fermented foods and things of that nature. They naturally well, contain probiotics, yogurts, things of that nature. Um, even the notion of fibers being prebiotics that feed the bacteria in our gut. There are certain foods that are beneficial. But you're Right you know, the definition of a probiotic is a microorganism that confers a functional benefit to the host. So Hmm. um, they don't always have to be alive. They could have beneficial effects, even if they're inert or dead, but a lot of times they are live microorganisms.
0: Wow. And, and so, you know, in, in passing, people like you're casually reading about probiotics, it happens from time to time. Um, (laughs) It seems, you know, that it's, it's debatable the extent to which we can make a lasting change to our microbiome can you kind of talk about like what what the research is saying today um and, and the extent that someone can make uh you know a, a sustained impact on kind of like the current micro microbial environment
2: yeah i mean so first and foremost i think um there are definitely benefits in you know certain patient populations like we said c diff and fecal transplants and stuff i think that continues to be sort of like um you know an example of how this field could really improve human health but then you know hmm. you know probiotics in general a lot of times right now are associated with digestive health so helping us break down right. foods better helping us with bowel movements uh reducing constipation um you know also uh just improving overall regularity, if you will. Uh, but I also think for a lot of athletes that maybe travel, travel internationally, um, maybe have high endurance um, exercise, it has negative impacts on their GI. So the notion of bowel movements in and of itself is beneficial. Um, ah. But that's just one, that, that's one category of probiotics. I think what we're doing is now looking for other applications, like let's say hmm. um, improved quality of sleep through neurotransmitter production, um, you know, improved recovery through reduction of, let's say, inflammation, or even improved endurance through, let's say, lactic acid metabolism, and some of these things are real, and we're already developing them with fitbiomics and you know other sort of microbiome companies as well.
0: So it maybe, and maybe I was thinking about this the wrong way because something you just said just kind of clicked for me. um Is it is it not necessarily about like, hey, someone starts using Nella, and I would love to talk about Nella. Um, They start, you know, supplementing with these probiotics. It's not net just rather that we're trying to make like a long term change to their microbiome. It's that, hey, when you take these probiotics and you're looking to perform over like even a shorter window. You're going to have more of that bacteria in your gut that is going to enable you to, um, as you said, like better, better, um, you know, improve metabolism, um, you know, better endurance capabilities. Is that is that a better way to think about it?
2: Yeah, you know, obviously, you know, our microbiome, um, you know, there's a lot of organisms in there um, that have a foothold in there and tend to outcompete new probiotics we introduce. But to your point, even transiently, right, if you consume a probiotic on a daily basis, you know, within a matter of, let's say, weeks or a month, you could have improved digestion, improved bowel movements, improved sleep, improved lactic acid metabolism. And these things over time could greatly impact our daily performance. You know, that's the other thing, too. It's not so much about sports performance. It's about human performance. and how our gut could help us stay active and stay healthy and stay fit, which in turn has applications for everything else we want to do.
0: Yeah. I suppose, I suppose it's helpful to remember that athletes are also people.
2: (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. But they are, you know, they're also people, uh, but I'll also just say too, like they are people that could use help. Right. Um, Mm. so, and, um, they're also a model for optimal health in many ways. So by understanding what works in them, it can help everyone. And I think that's part of the mantra and the mission for Fit Fitbiomics, if you will.
0: Yeah. Could, could we talk a little bit about uh, Nella specifically? Um, I know that there's been a lot of, uh, we were talking about this earlier, a lot of like exciting press around it um, and, and rightfully so. Uh, could we talk a little bit about who Nella is right for? And you may have just said like, hey, look, any Anyone who's looking to like improve the quality of life, uh, it sounds like there's some benefit to be had. Um, but this does seem to very much be oriented as like a, a performance enhancing company.
2: Yeah, you know, I think our mantra and something I'm fond of saying, and this is somewhat of a George Churchian, right? I, I think the notion of we just spoke about biologically inspired engineering, form fits function. I like to say fit biomics is decoding and recoding human health through microbiome Mm. innovations. So it's like looking at what's enriched or working in super performers, translating that into modalities for everyone. Um, Nella is our first innovation and product in this long discovery pipeline. And where we started with Nella is gut health. And for instance, if you look at probiotics in the market, they're decades old. They typically are isolated from food, baby poop, animals, Mm. or the environment. And again, if we're looking to help people stay active and fit, maybe a good place to start is look for improved probiotics that are naturally functioning super fit people, right? That's that's form fits function. So Nella really is designed, it's they're all unique athlete derived probiotics. They're lactobacillus species um, that are aimed for better digestion bowel movements. And they're also supporting with improved quality of sleep. Uh, It's something we like to say is field tested. It's currently being used by Olympic champions, world champions, national champions. But to your point, it's helping a lot of people. It's helping, Mm. you know, um, non elite athletes, just health seekers or fitness enthusiasts that want to basically stay fit and stay active. Um, So that's Nella. But again, I'm excited to say it's just the first of many innovations in the pipeline.
0: Oh, that's awesome. Well, and you've mentioned this a couple times too, and anyone who listens to the show knows that I am laser focused on improving my sleep. Um, could, could we dive a little bit deeper as to how some of these probiotic supplements could actually enhance or improve the, the quality of your sleep?
2: Yeah. So there, I think there are direct ways and there are indirect ways. So okay. one, probiotics could produce neurotransmitters that help us with brain functionality. And right, you mentioned
0: serotonin and yeah.
2: Yeah. Gaba, things of that nature. So they could help relieve, let's say anxiety, or they could help with, you know, sleep. Then they're indirect ways, right? Like if you have better nutrition, better digestion, like there's also people that maybe have IBS symptoms and it affects yeah. their sleep. Um, so if you're also correcting digestion uh, and your GI health, that in turn will have an effect on sleep and by the way how all these things are related you mentioned performance enhancing i mean sleep is like the number one performance enhancing drug right so think about this for a second like by improving your gut health you can improve sleep which in turn can help improve recovery and performance so all these things are connected
0: yeah that totally makes sense. Well, and, and you know, I, I don't know uh, what you're allowed to share necessarily. So, so understanding. So for Fit Biomics, right? Nella is the first kind of entry into the market. Um, you know, what what other spaces or opportunities does hmm. the team have its eye on?
2: Oh man, this this is really exciting. So actually, we published a paper while in George's lab in Nature Medicine, and it was for a bacteria called Vianella. So you okay. can see the evolution, Nella, Vienella. And Vianella is a bug that we discovered in ultramarathon runners. And its natural function is to eat lactic acid and convert it oh. into short chain fatty acids. And that in turn can promote endurance. So wow, um, this is something that I'm excited to say we've de-risked, we've taken it out of the lab, we've scaled it up, we actually have working prototypes and we'll be making some announcements soon, but that's sort of the next product in the commercial queue. So think about: it. you have the gut health, digestion, sleep, and now you have sort of the lactic acid metabolism and endurance. Um, and there are also so sort of cool ways where they can interact with each other too.
0: Wow! So. Okay, so so say when you identify something like that, do we know why, um, you know, maybe that bug uh, is uh, I mean, over indexes in people yeah. who are elite ultra marathon runners? Is it because of like, just the environment, the training conditions? Is it something that maybe they were more naturally predisposed to for some reason? What, what's happening yeah. there?
2: I love it. I love it. It's all form, fits, function, and natural selection and it's all evolution, it's all competition. So if you look at ultramarathon runners that run a hundred miles at a time, they're constantly producing lactic acid in their system. And actually, what we showed in our paper is, you know, yes, it's producing the muscles, but then when you know your ability to produce it outcompetes your ability to use it, it filters into the blood. Most of it goes to the liver and gets converted to glucose, but a portion of it actually filters into the gut and Hmm. there it could serve as an energy source for Vianella. So think about it. The more you're producing lactic acid, the more it's going into the gut and the more Vianella can feed and thrive off of it. So it's like this symbiotic relationship between this organism and the host. Um, Interesting. And it's cool because when we did our study, we could see that Vienella blooms in the gut of these athletes, like almost immediately after intense workouts. Um, But now think about this from an engineering standpoint. We could isolate this organism, provide it as a probiotic before exercise. So now it's in your system to help promote endurance and recovery. Um, Right. So it's, it's all. And I'll just segue to think about super strength phenotypes and looking for organisms that help with muscle development, bone development, protein metabolism, neurological applications, like literally any beneficial phenotype you could think about, we could try to identify the organisms that are driving their physiological processes.
0: It's so interesting because with with a lot of these um, functions, right? I, I think maybe the last place a lot of people would think, at least the general public, is Oh wow my gut is really helping me with this workout like or you know you to your point like you see that person who's a professional bodybuilder strong man like the last thing that you would probably go to is like what role is their gut health playing in enabling them to perform at that level um right. so it's kind of like a like a paradigm shift for me a little bit to start thinking about things in those terms um and i guess do you do you at this point now that uh you know nella has been on the market well actually wh- when did Nella go on the market
2: yeah. So, you know, uh, we launched Nella around a year ago, uh, direct okay. to consumer. Yes, still relatively new. Um, so it's still relatively new. And, you know, I would say also that's after years of R and D come out of George's lab. So, you know, science takes time to translate, but, um, you know, obviously we're excited that we've created a real world, world product from all that R and D. Yeah.
0: Yeah. What, um, have, have you had an opportunity to, to quantify it all? Like the, uh, the benefits that someone could end, you know, uh, expect to see by starting to take, um, one of these supplements. Now, I guess, you know, the example that you laid out with the ultra marathon runners, like that's a very specific use case. And I imagine maybe a bit easier to quantify, whereas Nella is more improved general GI function. So that might be tougher, but is, is there any sort of data that kind of like, uh, supports like some of these enhanced benefits people are
2: receiving? Yeah, so actually before we launched Nela, um, we did a beta test with over 200 participants and they consumed Nella on a daily basis for two weeks. Um, hmm. You know, it wasn't a clinical trial, but you know, this was more of an accelerated sort of like open label study, if you will. Um, and it was collecting user feedback in terms of surveys before, during and after consumption of Nella. And what we found was that almost 95 percent of participants reported at least one functional benefit. And that was across Mm. several categories, predominantly digestion and bowel movements, energy and quality of sleep. Um, Mm. So and then from
0: there, you've you've piqued my interest with sleep alone. Like I was already sold on everything else, but now I'm like, (laughs) I'm like, I got to try this
2: yeah it's it's it really is i think an amazing time and those are clear and i mentioned field tested with olympians and world champions we could get into a second but i also we went back home and we've partnered with saint john's and we're we're their official probiotic and we're also doing nil deals with the athletes so it's a little bit of like full circle for me it's amazing um, yeah we're also wrapping up a clinical study with a professional soccer club in europe so There's a lot we're doing with Nella, also with Vianella, but also expanding our discovery platform. We've already isolated thousands of more strains from athlete samples. So we're really just scratching the surface of this new frontier of human health and performance.
0: Well, and, and yeah, and I'm interested to hear, you know, to what extent, um, you mentioned like world champions, Olympians, St. John's is obviously, um, you know, leveraging the product to what extent are professional sports organizations and professional athletes starting to go to this level to enhance their performance? Like, are you still breaking new ground to get people to think about the role that probiotics can play in their regimen? Or is this something that like, Hey, no, some of these cutting edge teams, they're paying attention and they're, and they're trying to implement this already.
2: I do think education is a key component to what we're doing. And by the way, mm. I think that's with anything in so, ser- you know, the whole point of, I think, coming out of Harvard, the Wyss Institute and George's lab, you know, George has a, a phrase that I love and he's just like, you know, we don't believe in science fiction. We believe in science facts. But I think a mm. lot of, you know, the technology we developed is very forward thinking. And I think with any avant-garde technology, education has a role, right? And I think, but we embrace that. And um, I think to your point for athletes, a lot of times it's like, well, it's electrolytes or whey protein or plant protein now. And like, that's what it is or, or vitamins. And I think the notion of the gut and probiotics, I guess decades ago probiotics was such a niche, you know, Jamie Lee Curtis and like, you know, yeah, kombucha or miso right. soup or kimchi, like who eats those things? When I was at St. Yeah, John's, yeah. it would always be like carb loading and chicken, right? Um Absolutely. So, and Gatorade or whatever. So right, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It it there's an education component here. Um, but I do think that it is a community, um, and not just athletes everyone wants to be healthy everyone wants to be fit and you mentioned sort of longevity if you look at trends in the us this is a crazy stat 60 percent of the population in the us has at least one chronic condition or one chronic disease you know that ranges from obesity to diabetes to neurological conditions and what's crazy is one of the leading causes for that is lack of physical activity Another mm. leading cause for that is poor nutrition. And right. so I think we need to educate people on how lifestyles and nutritions and the microbiomes and gut health could greatly impact our health and longevity.
0: Yeah, it feels like we're at this very interesting like inflection point where there's two diverging paths. Um, and I think I was, I was just talking to someone, uh, I think her podcast comes out next week, um, Dr. Morgan Levine out of Yale, who uh, just wrote a book called True Age, which is really cool. So she'd partnered with, I, I think there's um, a connection to Harvard as well, but the Elysium, and she was responsible for their mm. biological age testing, and which is just r- really fascinating to me as well. Um, and she was talking about how the, the life expectancy in the US, I think for the first time, just started to decline, uh-huh. right? So we've been on this steady progression up, but then due to some of the factors you just mentioned, like actually starting to decline and it feels like there's kind of two diverging paths um one set of people who are just so laser focused on optimizing their health it's going to be really exciting to see like what what you know the new capabilities are or possibilities rather in terms of like health span and longevity and then you have a large percentage of the population who is not you know, making correct lifestyle choices. And in fact, probably contributing to a much earlier death than is, is really necessary. Um, oh, yeah. so yeah, I, I just feel like, man, this is such an interesting time and I want to be on the right side of history with this one. Um, yeah. cause there's so much potential. Um, but yeah, for some people, it's really hard to break those lifestyle habits.
2: Well, I think that, first of all, this is just such an amazing conversation. I think it really hits the root of so many things that we're passionate about at Fit Biomics. Mm. But, you know, also not to mention, that's right, two years of pandemic and COVID and how that's impacting. Right. And even think about this now that maybe we're starting to emerge out of COVID, how that's impacted people's lifestyles or exercise and things of that nature, mental health, ability to yeah. go out and. Um, you know, our workforce going back into the office. Like, so that's impacted a lot of things. But I think what you hit on something, it's also there's so much about accessibility and Mm. education and just even having access to proper nutrition. Right. And there's this whole trend, which I love, you know, coming from biomedicine, I think we're so used to trying to cure or treat disease rather than preventing it and keeping people healthy. And there's this emerging trend as food is medicine or food yeah. tech. And a lot of it is applied to sustainability you know, in the environment, but it could also be applied to health. And there's another mantra now, it's like exercise is medicine. And yeah. through nutrition and food, you keep people active and healthy. And the last thing I'll just say on this matter is going back to accessibility, it's also affordability. And ironically, Mm. in this country, you can't have access to good nutrition unless you have to pay for it. And I think what we're trying to do is like coming out of George's lab and Harvard and all this fancy biotechnology. It doesn't mean anything unless people have access to it. And for me, the key is always through athletics and pop culture and pop mediums, because if we can inspire people and educate, educate people through athletes, We can now sort of make all this more accessible. So that's going on a tangent, but to me, that's really exciting. Yeah. Well, and
0: you said something there too, um, that for me, you know, I guess two themes really, and heck that's why I have a podcast. It's like, Hey, how can we distribute information, uh, and democratize access to it? Right. Cause you know, my, my biggest thing as an athlete too, you know, so I grew up, a lot of people already know this, but I grew up North of Seattle. So somewhere between like Seattle and the Canadian border. Right. Uh, I would not argue that it's a hotbed for athletic talent in terms of like the national landscape, not to say there's not a lot of athletes there, but I always felt growing up and I've had some wonderful coaches and and some of them listen. Yeah. Shout out Judd Hunter. Um, but I always felt like one of my limiting factors was just not access to some of the same, uh, coaching or training. Right. So I was always really passionate, like, man, like if you could get the information into the hands of the kids who are really passionate and would be willing to put in the time, like what would, what would they be capable of rather than having it, you know, this is like kind of, I mean, the internet was around, but it wasn't like it was now, like YouTube wasn't even a thing when I was in high school. Um, you know, there wasn't the same capability to distribute like techniques, approaches, training methods. And, you know, so because of that, depending on maybe where you lived, who you had access to, you might've had a massive advantage. Um, And so that's always kind of been something that was kind of like a chip on my shoulder. That's why I think podcasting is such an amazing platform because we can have a conversation like this. Anyone can listen to it for free. Um, But I love to hear that like, not only are you thinking about like, hey, what is possible? It's, hey, how can we get this into the hands of as many people as possible and, and lower that barrier to entry?
2: Uh, it's, man, I'm I'm getting goosebumps just hearing everything you, you just spoke about <laughs> because, uh, well, one, you, you had a term that I think resonates. You know, you mentioned democratize mm. and you think about innovation and acceleration and the notion of like um, 20 years ago, it was um, three billion dollars to sequence a genome. Now it's a thousand dollars. So that massive acceleration, it leads to more accessibilities more discoveries, more opportunities. Um, it's how we think about this, right? We want to democratize these scientific concepts, these ideas, these modalities, the technology, and then one to help people. I always say this too. Yeah. You know, we want to help athletes and, but we also want to help next gen, you know, health. We want to help next gen scientists. We want to help next gen entrepreneurs that maybe can see what we're doing and like, be inspired to sort of get into what it is. And from an athlete perspective, you are, this is the, this is like the crazy notion of just like hmm. how opportunities and like chance or who, you know, affects, you know, this, right? Like you have so oh, many, yeah. athletes that, are, that are just talented, but how much yep. of it also comes down to just opportunity or being in the right oh, program yeah. or having the right coach. Right. Oh man. And, and, but I think the point is when it comes to human health and longevity, like, It shouldn't be that way. Everyone should have access to these modalities so they could live their best life. Right. And like, that's part of what we're trying to do as well.
0: Well, and you said something else too, that it's been interesting. It's kind of been a recurring theme over the last few conversations I've had, but um, it's, you know, a lot of times, and again, this is, I, I hope I never come off this way. This is not a knock on like, you know, doctors, the medical field, profession, like, but oftentimes like what they're, I guess, maybe forced to often deal with is like the symptom, right? Like, well, we, we need to address this new symptom or we need to address something that's already happened and now we need to treat it. Um, I'm very passionate about personally in my own life, you know, how do I get to that root cause? Like, how do I focus more on like being preventative versus always responding to something that's happened, and so that's why I think something like what you know you're doing with Nella is so interesting. It's like okay, you know, maybe I was initially drawn into this because it's like, oh wow, like they're working with world class athletes. You know, there, maybe there's an opportunity to pr- improve performance, but at the same time, it's like that might open the door for me to integrate something new into my life that you know has has a num- number of other benefits that just improve general health and well being. Um, And again, so it's like just, just getting closer to that, that underlying root cause that often is the source maybe of some of these afflictions for people. Um, And what, what else is really cool too, and, and you know, I'll kick it to you, but just now having this conversation and the more we learn, understanding that, you know, your microbiome, your gut, not, is it just like, you know, something to pay attention to. Like it has an outsized impact on like the function of your entire being. Yeah.
2: Yeah. You just hit it on the head on so many aspects. And I mean, first of all, to your point, and I I say this coming from a biomedical background, even within the biotech community, this is somewhat of a weird or different concept, because I think most Hmm. biotech companies, they're used to, developing therapeutics to treat disease so the notion of using biotechnology to engineer food or consumer health or food is medicine or environmental health like this is still you know in synthetic biology this is still somewhat of a new concept even within you know our community so there's actually education on both sides that needs to happen right Mm. um and i you know something that you said it resonates you know the late david stern and I don't know if this is the exact quote, but I love this quote. And he said, you know, the only things that really change society are music, arts and sports. And, you know, you think of like Gatorade and be like Mike or you think about Nike and the profound ability of athletes to transcend sports and impact what we do as consumers and people. And what I like to say is like, yeah, we're acknowledging that we're accepting that. And now we're applying it to biotechnology and human health and we're learning it. It was like, let's learn, like be like Mike, okay, what's going on in Mike's biology? right? right. And what now can we learn? Can we decode? Can we translate it and now use that to help everyone? Be healthy. Yeah. Not even like Mike. Just be the better, best versions of themselves. So yeah, yeah.
0: Well, and, that, and that's that's what's so cool. I think about um, what you and your company are doing too. Is you're making something. like, Look, admittedly, you know, I, I've had a lot of different conversations on the show with with a lot of really interesting people, and you know, normally I try and do a lot of research beforehand. Um, but this is just something that, you know, I just didn't know much about. And I I think, you know, if I'm someone who's very health conscious and I don't understand it that well, like then it probably, you know, there's a large percentage of the population that that would ring yeah. true for. Yeah. And so I think the fact that your team is, is helping educate, raising awareness, um, and as you said, like, you know, it, it very well could just be like an avenue that someone gets exposed to this idea. And then who knows what offshoot comes off of that, whether it's an entrepreneurial mm-hmm. pursuit, um, new research. So it's it's really, uh, it's cool to be able to talk to you because you're obviously at the forefront of this. Um, but I also love that you, you've taken a step back and you've said like, hey, look, like, you know, <laughs> how do ideas permeate society? it's music it's sports it's culture so it's like we got to ride that wave too and maybe you could talk a little bit about this um you know you're also launching quote unquote at a very interesting time when you do have the opportunity to partner with uh, student athletes as an example you talked about st john's in a way that literally was not possible before like what is navigating those waters been like and, and has it been an enjoyable process has it been complicated
2: yeah. You know, I'm a, a lot of my influences were from sports and pop culture in particular, like Comic-Con and MCU and stuff like that. Actually, you know, some of my inspirations were like LeBron James, but also like Tony Stark, just to give you sort of the expansion. So yeah, but um, you know, I love the idea of just like building the future in real time. And first of all, as a startup, mm. you're always like building the plane while flying it and that's right. the whole thing you're you're creating almost a new frontier and yes that's with biotechnology that's through next gen probiotics that's nello that's fitbion but now like even nil and like athlete right. empowerment and being yeah. able to work with athletes to be more entrepreneurial and get compensated for name image and likeness so yep. you know yeah it's it's been an, it's a fun experience it's fun to come back home and take care of the home team but also try to create something that is, you're amalgamating all these really cool concepts that you're at the forefront on. And what's also cool about this is, it's not just like, oh, here's an endorsement deal, like. Rock a, you know, a T-shirt or an, I don't know what it is, but actually, no, here's a product. Give me me two
0: Instagram posts with Nella in the background. Yeah.
2: Yeah. It's kind of like, here's a product that first and foremost will help you in terms of your health and performance. Right. now you can sort of educate your community about that and Mm. be like a leader of the new school in this new frontier. So, um there's a lot we're also doing, too, in terms of expanding the athletes we work with. You know, I mentioned scaling our discovery platform. We're also building our co- cohort or community of superheroes. So we want to work with even more athletes across a functional spectrum, you know, ah, so we, very can continue, cool. we can continue to learn and decode microbiomes and create more next-gen products for, for different health applications.
0: Well, when you gave me the example of identifying, you know, and again, I, I'm, I'm in the tech field. So like, I, I want to say over index, um, but you know, when you look at ultra marathon runners and you start to understand, you know, hey, like what's unique about their microbiome. I just kind of had this feeling of like, oh my God, the possibilities here are endless, yeah. <laughs> you know, like, yeah. uh, I, I, you know, I don't understand necessarily to what extent, like you always have something that is, you know, of statist- statistical significance in terms of, improving performance or or what have you, but it just seems like, wow, there's so many interesting avenues that you could take this within sport, beyond sport. Yes. Um, have Have you guys even started to look beyond sport? Like I'm even thinking, you know, now I'm just questioning like, oh my God, like is the microbiome of someone who's like, um, a concert level pianist, different than the average person. You know, I mean, you could be like, no, Ken, that's where we draw the line. That doesn't make any no, sense. No,
2: I, I think so. First and foremost, you know, it started with looking at microbiomes and disease populations, right? Okay. Now you look at sort of um, healthy populations. Now athletes are just one function of healthy populations because it's very mm. quantifiable, right? Because there's all these metrics that yeah. they gamify it. But to your point. It could be aesthetics. It could be anti-aging. It could be super centenarians. It could certainly be like, you know, more neurological or focus applications. It could be resiliency, you know, resistance to, I mean, there's even studies going on now with like resistance to COVID and how our microbes affect that. Um, It could also be, to your point, creativity, the arts. Like, I I actually, that's what makes this so exciting is that it is somewhat limitless limitless in terms of possibilities. And um, yeah. Yeah, it's to your point, I think it's an exciting time for the field Uh, and just in general, the whole genomics biotech sort of industry in general. There's a lot of cool stuff going on.
0: Yeah. Well, and, you know, for for you, I guess what what I'm so interested in this because I do know that, like you said, um, you know, I, I mentioned that Nella had just come out recently and you said it was in the last year, but there was years of research behind that and i think you founded fitbiomics like 7 plus years ago you know i've always been curious like there there's this interesting relationship between um, study and research within like the universities and then these really cool companies that are kind of spun out of that so for you like what did that process look like is it something that you know when you're working at the Visa institute like was fit biomics like incubated kind of within there or was it once you left you went and started it on your own like how does that process work
2: yeah so i'll be the first to admit admit that i was just tremendously lucky quite frankly i mean being in george's lab and being at the Mm. beast institute george is mindset and the beast institute's mindset is always translation and there's this mantra there it's like We do not do research to keep it in the lab. We do research so that way we can take it out into the real world and have impactful applications for human health as we know it. And so it fostered and there was an environment that fostered entrepreneurship and the mindset of like, hey, let's not just over engineer or or do science for science sake. But like, what are we doing here and how could that turn into a viable business? So In many ways, while doing the research, there was a lot of market research as well, right? There was a lot of sort of analysis on supply chains and manufacturing. And by the way, for every microbiome company, one of the biggest bottlenecks is going from a discovery in the lab to a commercially feasible, uh, industrial-scaled, food-grade product, right? Hmm. Um, So there's a lot of work that goes into like, hey, let me collect a stool sample and analyze the bacteria to let me purify that and now have like a commercially viable probiotic supplement. So right, it's right. not always it's not always like that. Right? It's just <laughs> many years of, of innovation. So uh and then of course to your point, then once you have a product, it's about community building, education, um, yeah. awareness and optimization and so partnerships. So that's even another level of what we're doing. So
0: yeah. Oh, very cool. Well, are, are are you someone who, um, you know, we've talked a little bit about, about like longevity and health span. Like, are, are you someone who meticulously is tracking, uh, you know, your own, um, you know, like I just got the whoop band finally. I don't know why I, I was never interested. And then all of a sudden I got one of these mattresses, it's called the eight sleep and I got it because mm. it's a cooling mattress and I'm big, contributor to me waking up every night was that I'd get overheated but my wife would be freezing so I was like let me get this mattress but it came with some really cool tracking technology and I just got hooked um <laughs> and so now I'm so interested in it like are are you doing things outside of the work that you're doing with fit biomics um to kind of just like improve your own health and quality of life
2: yeah I mean I think for me as an athlete I've always been fairly particular or meticulous about my diet um yeah. you know Certainly when I was athlete, you know, when I was in like college, I never really, I didn't really consume too much alcohol. I didn't really do too much fast food uh, yeah. because for me, I wasn't always the most ath- ath- athletic person. So I had to mm. rely on fitness and skill and like every little bit I could get, um, Yeah, you know, I actually think it's interesting. It's challenging now as an entrepreneur and, you know, even just the notion of being in grad school, getting a PhD and a postdoc and research life and now entrepreneurship, like there's so much physical and like mental like stress. And even like you mentioned sleep. And, um, I think for me, first and foremost, it's mostly about diet. I'm not particularly a quantified Mm. self person. Like I don't track heart rate or things of that nature. Um, but in some regards, maybe I wish I had, um, when I was an active athlete and stuff like mm. that. Uh, yeah, yeah, I think for right now, um, I've kind of, uh, accepted that, um, you know, entrepreneurship is just a crazy lifestyle and building the future. You know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but to your point, you know, maybe a la sort of a, an elite athlete or a Tony Stark, it's about sort of like, um engineering and creating new nutrition that can sort of support the engine from inside. And that's, I guess, yeah. sort of the approach I take.
0: Yeah. Oh, very cool. Very cool. Well, I mean, you know, to, to that point, right. I understand you're extremely busy, so I really appreciate you making the time. Um, this has been a really fun conversation and I hope, I, I hope and trust people are going to take a lot away from this one. Um, because again, like when I initially thought probiotics, it, you know, yogurt, Right. Like if, if it was yeah. like in my lexicon, it was because like my mom said like, oh yeah, yogurt's a great source of probiotics. You know, forget the fact that like the yogurt I was probably eating was like packed full of sugar and artificial preservatives and all the other shit that came in it. Um, so I think this conversation is hopefully it's been very informative for me to kind of better understand, you know, why do they matter? Um, what I think is really cool is to hear, you know, like the work that your team is doing to say like, hey, look, like what can we learn. Uh, from identifying, you know, um, the microbiomes of elite, high-end performers, and like, how can we help the general population benefit from it? Like yeah. that to me is just such a cool application, especially for someone who hosts a podcast called the Professional <laughs> Athlete Podcast. Um, but I'm just like, oh, this is just fascinating. So I, I really appreciate you taking the
2: time. Oh, th- this is, I think, from I hope you get a sense of just how animated I am. This is, it just <laughs> resonates with me and. I think it's just fascinating how, you know, it's not about sports performance. This is about human performance. Yeah. Uh, And, uh, you know, I also just want to say, too, like, yeah, elite athletes are benefiting from Nella and our technology. But actually, most of the people are not elite athletes that are benefiting. Right. And these are middle aged folks and stuff like that, or people that are just now trying to, like, improve their overall health. So um, it's a fascinating time. And, you know, like I just I say, it's the beginning of the journey. And I liken this too. like, I was talking about this the other day, if you look at sort of like Star Wars or something like that, and like warp speed. And like, there's that iconic scene of them going into the future. And I feel right. like that's where we are. And like, this is a journey and we want everyone to be a part of this journey because we're just, there's more innovations to come through this.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, and you know, I, I've, it's funny how all these conversations start to kind of like tie together, but part of the reason I started this podcast now i mean almost two years ago which is crazy to think um i just kind of had this realization i was like you know if i because i so i played football in college and of course had aspirations to play on beyond but didn't didn't and i used to have this thought like oh man well if i was in the nfl i'd you know i'd be doing this i'd be doing that i'd be and then it dawned on me i was like you know why why do i need to be in the nfl to like Optimize my potential or like, you know, uh be the best possible person or in the best possible health that I could be. It's like I'd argue that my job as like a father and a husband and you know, a, a son are more important than that. So, like, why am I not doing all the things to show up every day as that best possible version of myself? And I think that, you know, kind of the mission of Nella and what you just said aligns with that so clearly. It's like you don't have to be an elite athlete to want to show up and give yourself the best chance to perform it, you know, up close to hopefully your true potential. So, um, I'm super interested. I, I hope, I hope people are enjoying this one. And also, so where, where can I point them for people who either want to know more about your company or about you personally? Uh, you know, where can I direct them?
2: Yeah, please check us out. Nella very simple. Excellent. You know, you could also check us out on Instagram. It's at Nella Probiotics. On Twitter, our handle is at FitBiomics. That's more of the parent company to Nella Probiotics. But there's a lot of information on our website. There's a lot of articles, a lot of content, a lot of blogs, press, videos. Um, you, yeah, so much there to learn. So I would certainly love everyone to check us out. Perfect. Awesome.
0: Well, well thank you for your time, and uh, we'll have to have you back at some point. Especially oh, as is, as some of these next iterations come out, you're, I'm probably going to be knocking at your door, and be like, "Can we talk about this, please?"
2: <laughs> exactly. We got to we we got to get you and your community early access to these innovations. Uh, oh, let's through. do it! Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. We would love there's, that. There's a lot. Yeah, there's a lot of fun. Thanks, for, really. Thanks for having me.
0: Yeah, my pleasure. My pleasure. When mommy, you better go ask mommy, daddy. <laughs> righty. Uh, You just had an interesting comment. Maybe maybe that's a good place to start.
1: (laughs) Oh, yeah. I was outside. Uh, We have a lot of deer around our house, and they're Mm -hmm. always like coming to our house. And the last two weeks, our dog has been away at training. So he has not been around to leave his scent everywhere. And the deer have just been creeping up on all my flowers. They're encroaching. They're encroaching, yeah. So I've been spraying coyote pee all over my... All over my flowering plants
0: got to check them with a little coyote pee yeah
1: i just caught a deer in like i don't know how he got in there he like opened up the enclosure to one of our peach trees and was like in there nibbling on peach trees
0: do you think the deer opened the
1: enclosure yeah i think he uses his his, his uh, opposable thumbs
0: imposible? Plausible, plausible yeah, his, his, his plausible thumbs <laughs> <laughs> no sure yeah that works too yeah um they're crafty.
1: Yeah, I was I tried to catch its baby today and I think it was getting back at me.
0: Yeah, you have a real problem, quite frankly. Like
1: I've caught that same baby almost three times now.
0: Honestly, somewhere in twice like, I did catch it. In like a deer <laughs> den, they have wanted posters of you. Yeah. They're like they're like, watch out. She's sick. <laughs> yeah. This woman is constantly napping baby deer.
1: She'll catch she'll catch your baby and then she'll release it. Yeah,
0: catch and release, kidnapping, deer yeah. napping. Yeah. Um, I wish I was joking about any of that. <sighs>
1: uh,
0: man. Oh, we've had some serious animal problems.
1: Yeah. we've had Squirrels are back. Squirrels are back, which is weird because it's warm out. I don't know why they're coming into our house.
0: Yeah. I don't know. We are lousy with squirrels right now and they're keeping us
1: up in the middle of the night. Yeah. I bet it's just one squirrel. And, it definitely is one squirrel. And we're going to have to wait till it dies in the wall because mm-hmm. it's probably stuck. Mm-hmm. And then there's going to be smell for weeks. Yeah. And it's going to be there until it... That's disgusting, but like yeah. that's what's going to happen. It's stressing me out. I wish Unless we I, open up the wall and find it,
0: which we're not going to do. I, know. I mean, look if it, if it was if it was the problem is the squirrel has gotten right behind our wall where we sleep. Yeah, and then our son's crib is on the other side.
1: Can you imagine if someone was like tuning into this and this is like what our podcast is about?
0: <laughs> our critter problems. <laughs> They're like, wait a second. I thought I was. <laughs> Critters with Ken? Shit, I grabbed uh, the wrong show. It's our other podcast. Yeah, that, actually, boy, that'd be fun. Yeah. Um, no, I know, but this stuff's important. And yeah, if you're someone who maybe you listen to the interview and you're like, oh, I'll check in to run it by my wife later, you are completely lost. Yeah. Maybe that's a good segue, though, to the microbiome.
1: Sure. Go ahead. Bridge <laughs> us.
0: <laughs> um, I, I mean, you know this. So I, I was very excited when I recorded it. I was like, man, that was pretty cool. Mm-hmm. I hope everyone knows. I listen to these shows back because I mean, there's all sorts of shit that goes into getting these shows out notes and, yeah. but I also do the takeaways as well. Also, you're vain. Yeah. And you know, uh, the same reason that I, I listen to my phone answering machine on repeat, <laughs> uh, I call myself because I'm incredibly vain. Um, but listening to this one back, it had been a little while since we recorded it and I was just... Like I was taking notes on things he was saying. Yeah. I was like, oh man, like I forgot he said that. Like, oh wow. Like that's crazy. Like I can't believe that stat. Uh huh. You know, this one was just so um, interesting and so much fun to learn about. Mm-hmm. And I think it's something that like, you know, the extent of my thought about gut health has probably been like, oh, well, am I, am I eating well? Yeah. Am I cutting out junk food? And is my stomach bothering me? Right. <laughs> honestly that's probably like the stick that I measured it with it's like oh yeah how uncomfortable am I
1: yeah
0: is it unbearable yet is it yeah, is it unbearable uh how far can I safely venture from a bathroom
1: oh no um, I think
0: we've gone too far but yeah I, I've I, let me kick it to you because I know you had some uh some good notes on this one a couple um, interesting stats uh, yeah I just
1: thought probably the craziest thing that he said is that we are just as much microbial mm-hmm. cells as we are human cells. Isn't that wild? It's so crazy. We're and that it's full bacteria. Yeah. We're just yeah. Just we're just full of bacteria and bugs. Full, disgusting. Big old And then he, when he was like talking about different bacteria. microbials, he was calling them bugs sometimes. Yeah. And I was just like, ew. Because
0: I think that's what they are.
1: Yeah. They're yeah, tiny little bugs. It's pretty wild. It's disgusting. Yeah, well, you know, yeah. I've been telling but you. But then you have to think that if like we are half if we have that many mm-hmm. little bugs in us, it's very important we should think about it more than we do.
0: That's also a great point. Yeah. Well, it's just like, I mean, there's there's so many of those things that are so critical to like our survival.
1: Yeah, like, that we don't I, think about. You know, just,
0: I, I don't know what the number is, but I I, I would trillions? venture to guess that, well, yeah, but I was going to oh. say, I would venture <laughs> to guess that the vast majority of people like do not drink enough water.
1: Oh yeah. No. <laughs> you know what I mean? So many people, I and, don't know how some people are alive. Yeah. I, I, some people drink I no water. No water. And they're just getting water from whatever like they're shitty food and eating sodas and, they're drinking.
0: Yeah. I know. It's crazy. But some again, people drink no water. It's one of those things. It's like, it should be so obvious. It's yeah. like, hey, you are comprised of—I don't even know what the number is.
1: Eighty-five percent water.
0: Is that what it is? That sounds right because I know it's something crazy.
1: Yeah, I said it with a lot of confidence.
0: <laughs> For the purpose of this podcast, you okay, can take that to quick?
1: the bank. Uh, sure, why not? Okay, keep talking so so it doesn't sound <sighs> like I'm over here googling. Oh,
0: please, gladly. Um, but no, so I, I completely agree. Like, I think it's that was very eye-opening. Um, there was a bunch of eye-opening stats in this. Sixty
1: percent. Of the human adult body is water. Bam. According to (laughs) USGS.gov. Yeah,
0: you were pretty close. (laughs) Uh, You were somewhat... Our blood is 90% water. Oh, hey.
1: Yeah. But again,
0: you're right. Like, it's one of those things. It's like, we probably should give that more attention than we do. Yeah. Yeah. I had another really good point that I can't remember. So maybe I'll just move right into my takeaways. But... Okay. Um... I got to thinking about our takeaways, by the way. I okay. feel like over the course of the show, we've kind of gotten away a little bit from what they're originally meant to be.
1: What were they supposed to be?
0: They were supposed to be like, hey, look, if you listen to the show, right, hopefully it was a great conversation, but like here's like the three like takeaways. Most
1: important things that you need to know.
0: Yeah, kind of like action items. Maybe not action items. That's not the right word, but it's like, you know,
1: three and things to take away.
0: <laughs> so maybe we didn't get away from it. All right. I'm going to yeah, jump in. I know. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to jump in because uh, this is just silly at this point. Okay. Again, this is something that is encouraging to me. Okay. Big takeaway. Microbiome is in fact impacted by your environment. Now, most people uh-huh. might say like, Ken, that seems pretty obvious to me. I don't know if it is. No. Yeah. And I'll tell you what, he said something. This is what I was going to say. It's really made me think twice about taking an antibiotic in the future, unless I Mm. know for certain that I need it. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Because what he
0: he said, right? It like, it wipes your gut out. Right. right. Kills that bacteria, good and bad.
1: Yeah. Well, our, our doctor kind of told us something. We were sick a few weeks ago Mm -hmm. and we had a telehealth appointment and I wanted a Z pack cuz my parents were the ones who got us sick and my and they had Z packs. Oh,
0: your mom's not going to like that comment.
1: <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we'll
0: find out if she's listening.
1: Yeah. But they but so I was like, can you just prescribe us a Z pack cuz that's what my parents got. And the doctor was like, well if you don't have, I forget what did they think we had? Uh,
0: I don't know. I think he was basically saying What's he wasn't Z-pack certain for? it was bacterial.
1: Yeah. Right? Yeah. So he that was like, I don't want, like you shouldn't take it if you, yeah. And I was like, why? <laughs> well,
0: I mean, but I kind of He's agree like, with you. you. Worse. Yeah. Because I guess in my mind, I used to think about it like, well, you know, what's the harm? It's like, yeah, there's a chance I don't have that. But like, if I do, the antibiotics going to wipe it out and I'll be
1: yeah
0: covered. But now yeah. I'm like, oh no, there's like a, you know, nothing's there's, there's no free rides.
1: Yeah, well, we were also trying to go to, we were about to leave for a trip to Italy Yes. that we then had to cancel because yes. everyone was sick. But I was like, just give me whatever <laughs> you can give me that might save, save me and be able trip. to go on this trip. I know, I know.
0: Um, but yeah, no, so, you know, that has me thinking, and I guess maybe this I'll, I'll bridge this to the next takeaway. Um, it does have me thinking a lot more about the microbiome. Mm-hmm. The fact that your environment impacts it Right, that's a big one. So, like, we've kind of gotten a little bit of a habit where we're not eating so great.
1: No, the last few weeks we've really been. A big Ever part since of that we is to being sick. Our trip too, yeah, that's also I think too. we were sick, and we've just been like in chaos over here.
0: Yeah, we're human, so it was like just bring me some comfort food. Yeah, yeah, I'm ashamed to say.
1: I feel worse now.
0: <sighs> but we ate clean tonight. Yeah, we did. I almost don't know if I want to have this conversation because I don't want to let your secret recipe out. But you have made some pretty uh, stellar yeah meals as of late
1: (laughs) lots of healthy treats we had a nice
0: little like shrimp dish yep um do we want to talk about your chia your chia pudding
1: if you would like to talk about it i would like to talk about it with you yeah
0: i'd like to just really quickly
1: yeah sure what do you want to know it's
0: delicious did our power just go out by the way um that's right. We'll persevere here. No, we'll talk about it on another <laughs> show. I want to I want to save that that great content for another show. I don't wanna, oh, good
1: idea. I don't want to take away. Well, yeah, we'll keep everyone waiting.
0: Um. Okay. So to dovetail into my other big takeaway, the big takeaway, and again, this, this is very obvious after listening to that podcast, but it's like your gut impacts so much more than just like your gastrointestinal system. I hope I said that right. Mm-hmm. It, it's more than just like, Hey, how's, how does your stomach feel? Like, are you regular? It's, uh, I was blown away that like neurotransmitters are produced in the gut by way of your microbiome. Yeah. I didn't know that. Did you, you're looking at me I, like no, you're about I, to laugh. No, what, I had what no idea. It?
1: No, I was just thinking if I were, I would like you, you didn't ask any of the questions I would ask. I'd be like, Oh, what'd you want to ask? Like how many times are you supposed to be pooping a day?
0: <laughs> oh yeah. all
1: right. Like what's a healthy, what's a healthy microbiome? Supposed mm, to be producing.
0: How many times you go in a day? Is that what you want to talk about?
1: No, I don't want to talk about. It you want
0: Do you want to work through this right now, live?
1: No, I prefer not. to. <laughs> you know what? Okay. These are the thing, important things that I think people want to know. I could. Go- you know do you what? Want me to Google it.
0: <laughs> That's actually. You're right. That's a good question. Yeah. That's a good question. Okay. Also, what was uh, what
1: was really freaking me out during this one is I was like, where are they getting all of these microbials? Are they all from other people's poop? Are like
2: mm.
0: and like
1: how what are what are is it pills? Is it gummies? Like what are we eating? I think they're pills. They pills. We're going to try it. Okay, yeah, I want to try I definitely want to try it, but I I think gummies would be harder for me to swallow. Like a pill that's like in a little capsule, I think I could get down more than gummies that I think are derived from people's poop.
0: I will say from really athletic people's terms. Okay, number one. I can say with full confidence these are not uh, poop gummies <laughs> being sent to you in the mail, okay? There's not like... I know, but I, was, I would like to know like, more
1: about, you know, that's
0: that's where I... There's not like a line of elite athletes <laughs> who are constantly like feeding like the probiotic <laughs> like supply. Um,
1: Just pooping in bags. Speaking of my sister's oh, potty training, her daughter.
0: The show, the show started out very highbrow. <laughs> and we have, we have brought it right back down to No, please continue. I don't want to stop you. There. Yeah, no. My sister's <laughs> potty training
1: her daughter, who's a week older than our son, who is not yet potty trained. But what kicked it off is actually my mom potty trained her because she was watching her for the weekend. But she did it because she had pooped in a Pringle cup, and she was oh. like, "If if she can poop in a Pringle cup, Good she can Lord. poop in a full toilet." So then she potty trained her. I don't know if that's relevant to what we're talking about. What? Why would you put that visual in everyone's head? But my mom was like, it's time. Oh, it's...
0: sweet Mother Mary. People at home are so listening. So Amanda got they're to like, go oh, away people on are nice dri- People are driving to work. Yeah. They're like, oh
1: And then she came home to a potty trained daughter. Wow. That's great.
0: You know, a lot of people do that. I feel like when we talk to a lot of these parents, they're like, oh, yeah, it's like I left them with my mom for the weekend. No,
1: and... we did that. We did that with Harper. Well,
0: I know, but. Yeah. 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 A lot of people, I feel like, have a similar experience. Totally. <laughs> I guess maybe we're only talking to people who leave their kids <laughs> with your mom. Um, here's the other thing that I thought <laughs> to try and like get this back on the rails. Sorry. <laughs> no, it's good. This is the, you know what? That's the gold, babe. Um, he had me at this can also help improve sleep. Yeah. I
1: was sold. I was, I thought you had forgotten about this. I would refuse to forget about that. Yeah. Well, but that's,
0: that's the thing again, that I think it, to your point, it is something that we should probably be paying more attention to that we don't. Yeah. And I understand why we don't, you can't see it. You can't touch it. You can't, you know, it's like paying attention to your body, at the cellular level. You're like, yeah, I can't really do that. No, I know, <laughs> but you can think about it. Um, and I, so the the fact that like, by making some of these positive changes to your microbiome, or I guess maybe additions would be a better way to say it. It's, co- you know, I'm very excited by the prospect of that, like having kind of like subsequent effects. Totally. Sleeping better, digesting my food better, you know, wh- whatever yeah. it is. Um, improved mood. Mm-hmm. What I thought was also really interesting is that this is just kind of like the first scratching of the surface. Right. Um, I think he, he used the term, like there's so many different like phenotypes that could be explored.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Right. I love... This it, sound, it sounded like this would probably be, like, the next, like, line to come out. Um, but leveraging what they've learned about, like, the relationship between elite endurance runners right. and certain bacterial strains. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just like, how cool is that?
1: Yeah, it's awesome.
0: It's crazy. I mean, and I got the sense from him that this is something that, like, it hasn't quite trickled its way into, like, elite sport yet.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And what I mean by that is, like, they, this might even be like a little too new and cutting edge for even them to like be adopting. Yeah. But if this works as he says it does and they continue to innovate, I mean like, it's just like, there's so much opportunity to continue to like expand human potential. Totally. So you were going to say,
1: yeah, <laughs> human potential <laughs> expansion of it.
0: You're like, ugh, I roll. <laughs> um, Anyways, so, so those are my big takeaways. Microbiome impacted by the environment, um, impacts way more than just your gut health. And as you so eloquently stated, as, as, well, what are we, we're as much bacteria as we are. Anything else?
1: Yeah. Human cells as we are microbial. And the earth
0: is covered in like 60% water. Our bodies, <laughs> yeah, our bodies are sixty percent water. I know, but I think we're close on that set too.
1: Okay. Oh, I think you're right too, actually. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. Like
0: seventy five percent, eighty five percent. I don't know what it is. Um, <laughs> this is not this okay. Is, this is not a. I
1: hope know. you learned something.
0: Yeah. Sorry. Holy moly. All right. Well, thanks for joining me.
1: See you next week.
0: Should we go downstairs? <laughs> yeah. All right. Thanks for listening, everybody. Uh, we hope you're enjoying, and we will see you next I'm week. Go eat some kimchi. Oh, baby. Have a good one.